You've joined us on journeys to the inside of volcano, deep under the ocean, and into outer space. Help keep the adventure going with a tax-deductible year-end gift to Brains On. Make your contribution today at brainson.org donate. Nothing like looking up at the night sky, am I right? Space is the coolest. Wait, did you hear something? No. Just check out all those stars. Each one could have an alien planet orbiting it. How cool is that? Sure is cool. Wait, so it doesn't sound like something is wrestling over there? Nope. You know, I'd love to explore a new world one day. Try a different atmosphere, different gravity. See a different sunset in the sky. That would be amazing. Maybe one day. Still, I'm pretty satisfied here on Earth. I mean, there's a lot here I still need to check out. Very good point, Molly. I mean, Earth is pretty rad. We've got icy tundras, rainforests, deep oceans, volcanoes, mountains, beaches. Bears. Yeah. Uh, sure. Bears, too. Only planet we know that has bears. Good point, Molly. No, I mean over there. Bears. Eep! What do we do? Uh, Start the show, start the show, start the show. You're listening to Brains On from NPR News and Southern California Public Radio. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Carter Wally. Hi, Carter. Hi, Molly. Carter is helping us out with these National Park episodes because he has a very special connection to National Parks. Up until just a few months ago, I lived my entire life in Yosemite National Park. A very unique experience. If you want to hear more about what it's like to grow up in a national park, give a listen to our episode about Wind Cave. Today, though, we're investigating a cool phenomenon that happens at Great Sand Dunes National Park in Colorado. As you can imagine, this park is sandy, and some of our listeners wrote to us to tell us about something they learned about when they visited the park. I'm Helen, and I'm eight, and I like the Great Sand Dunes because I like the sound that they made. Because of this sound... The sands are called the singing sands. So we want to find out, why do the singing sands sing? Here to help us answer that question is science journalist Callie Carswell. Hi, Callie. Thanks for being here. Hey, I'm really happy to be here. Well, I have to tell you, Carter, when Molly first asked me to investigate this, I had a question of my own. What do you mean the sand dunes sing? I thought, sand dunes don't sing. They just kind of sit there, maybe blow around a little. I mean, they're not even alive. So I called up a guy named Fred Bunch. He's worked at the National Park for over 20 years. And he told me, oh, yeah, the dunes were making their strange sounds just the other day. Was out on the dunes recently. It was early November, matter of fact. And uh, we were out doing some surveys on uh, the star dune, this dune that has four arms to it. And it has a lot of slip faces. And these slip faces are the areas where it avalanches. And it had been sunny and it had been dry and it had been windy. And so when we walked up the ridge, it triggered an avalanche when the dune avalanches it makes a sound a resonant sound like a cello like a a drone like did you actually get to hear it for yourself unfortunately no at the great sand dunes at least it's a fairly rare event it only happens when the weather conditions are just right but people described it as kind of a low bellow a lot of people describe it as a booming sound First time you hear it, you kind of think, wow, is that an airplane? Is it what, what could be making that sound? Do you want to hear a recording of it? Yes. It sounds kind of like a kind of like a sci-fi kind of sound. 
Do all sand dunes make these sounds? No, not all sand dunes do. There are only around 30 to 40 places in the world where dunes are known to make this particular booming sound. Here in the U.S., there are dunes that boom in two other parks, Death Valley National Park and the Mojave National Preserve. Why just those? What do they have in common? The climate in all of these places is very dry. The dunes are all very tall. And the dunes that boom also all have pretty steep slopes. Okay, so dry, tall, and steep. But I don't quite understand why that makes a sound like an airplane or a cello. Yeah, well, you're not the only one. It turns out that people have been fascinated by the sounds sand dunes make for a long time. Charles Darwin wrote about it. After traveling through the Gobi Desert, Marco Polo theorized that the sounds came from desert spirits. There's even a Bing Crosby song about the dunes in Colorado. But for a long time, there wasn't really a satisfying scientific explanation. This whole episode is about a mystery sound. So we have to pause here and try another mystery sound. Here it is. Any guesses what that is, Carter? Um, it kind of sounds like something kind of like coughing or something or some kind of like walking kind of. Excellent guess. Let's hear it one more time. Any other thoughts what that might be? Um... Not really. Or something like breathing or something. Some kind of like animal trying to do something. Excellent. Well, here is the answer. Uh, so I'm Melanie Hunt. I'm a professor of mechanical engineering at Caltech. Some graduate students here at Caltech had brought me back a jar of sand. And uh, actually, I have just two jars of sand sitting on my desk here. Um, what, what's funny in the with sand in a jar is if you have um, sand from some of these dunes and you shake it, and if it's the sand from the top of the dune, so I don't think you'll be able to hear it. Um, it makes this funny, what we call kind of a burping sound. And if you take the sand from the bottom of the dune, it doesn't sound like anything special at all. So that was burping sand. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I know. Crazy, right? So Melanie had one of these jars of sand on her desk when we were talking on the phone. And she said, I probably wouldn't be able to hear it burp. But I had her hold it up to the microphone anyway, and that's that sound you just heard. Naturally, she heard the sand burp in the jar, and she was pretty intrigued. And she and her students start making trips to the Mojave Desert to try to figure out why the dunes do what they do. We're going to hear about what they found right after this. Do you have a mystery sound you'd like to share with us? A question you want answered on the show? Or maybe you just want to send us a drawing or a high five. Email us anytime. We're at brainson at m as in Minnesota, pr.org. Or you can find our mailing address at our website, brainson.org. And if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving a review in iTunes. It really helps other kids and families find out about the show. Now's the time in the show when we send high fives to all the kids who fuel the show with their creativity and energy. Here's the most recent group to be added to the Brains Honor Roll. Ewan from Adelaide, Australia, Miles from Portland, Oregon, Maya from North Yarmouth, Maine, Eleanor from Northfield, Minnesota, Luca from Richmond, Virginia, Gadise from Columbus, Ohio, Will from Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, Siga from Portland, Oregon, Jacob and Ben from Cottage Grove, Minnesota, JJ from Woodland Hills, California, Amalia from Madison, Wisconsin, Jamie and Karina from Middleton, Wisconsin, Viola and Cassin from Sonoma, California, Clara from Milwaukee, Spencer from Milwaukee, Floyd from San Rafael, California, Lois from Lexington, Kentucky, Audrey from Davis, California, Elliot from La Habra Heights, California, Grace from Melbourne, Australia, 
Catalina from Tampa, Sylvan from Ithaca, Josh from Neo, Switzerland, Lincoln from Bell Fountain, Ohio, Abigail from Dallas, Natalie from Arlington Heights, Illinois, and Camille from Long Beach, California. All right, Callie, we've been in suspense. What is the secret of the singing sands? Well, they figured out that a lot of it has to do with the structure of the dune. Physically, the dune acts sort of like a musical instrument. Go on. Okay, so the sand in the jar that burps. That's the sand from the top of the dunes. And what's special about it is that all of the grains are basically the same size. There aren't any big grains of sand, and there aren't any really small grains either. They're all nice, medium-sized grains, and they have a particular shape. The grains themselves, because uh, it's desert, you know, it, they're, they're very roundish, so it's different than a beach sand that seem to be more angular. That's important because the round, evenly-sized grains roll over each other really easily, the way balls move around in a pit better than a bunch of square blocks would. On a steep dune, when they're disturbed, they slide downhill in a nice layer. They create those avalanches that Fred Bunch was talking about when we started. Okay, and it's the avalanches that somehow produce the booming sound? Yep, that's right. So to get sound from the dune, you have to first put energy into it. The same is true for an instrument. You put energy into a cello, say, by plucking its strings. And you put energy into a dune by setting off an avalanche, sending the sand tumbling downhill. When we want to trigger it, what we do is we um, slide down. And, you know, we just sit down and slide down the dune, and you get a bunch of sand then kind of avalanching down what we call the slip face of the dune. And once, once you get enough sand going, um, again, if it's dry, you start to hear this kind of rolling thunder. And, you know, it can last for several minutes. Um, so it really is this weird thing. And again, if you put your hands down in the dune, you can really feel these vibrations as well. So sound is produced by vibration. In a cello, the vibrating strings don't make a lot of sound on their own, but the energy they generate causes the air in the body of the instrument and the instrument itself to vibrate. And that's what makes the sound you hear. The same is basically true on the dune. The moving sand creates vibrations that travel in waves through a dry layer of sand just below it. That layer is a meter or two deep, and under it is a hard, moist layer of sand, almost like cement. That hard layer reflects the sound waves. So the vibrations become trapped in the super dry layer of sand, and the sound then resonates in that, like it resonates in the body of a cello. You keep mentioning the cello. Is the booming sound actually similar to the sound of a cello? Actually, it is. The tone of the sound the dune produces depends on the depth of that layer the sound is resonating from. It's just like how the size of an instrument affects the sound it produces by amplifying only certain frequencies. You know, if you compare a cello to to like a, a violin, the violin is smaller and you get a higher frequency. A bass is larger and you get a lower frequency. So it turns out that the length of a cello is similar to the depth of this sand layer that the sound is resonating from. And that's why they produce similar sounds. So now that we know how this works, if we went to the Great Sand Dunes tomorrow, could we make this happen? Would we be able to hear it? Alas, probably not. Fred Bunch has been working there a really long time, and here's how many times he's heard it. 
I've been at the Great Sand Dunes for over 20 some years and I've experienced it maybe a half a dozen times, five or six. When it rains or snows and the sand gets wet, the effect just isn't the same. It has to be quite dry and it isn't always. So things have to line up just right to be able to hear it. But even if you don't hear that low, long boom, you can still get the sand to make some pretty cool sounds. My husband and I were there once and we climbed some dunes and when you get to the top, your natural instinct is to just start running down and then occasionally jumping into the sand. Naturally. And when you jump down into the sand, you can often hear this kind of thump. It's like womp, womp. And it's pretty magical all the same, kind of like the sand burping in the jar. And I mean, you've also got to remember where you are. So you're in the Rocky Mountains, surrounded by these big, burly, rugged mountain peaks. But then there are these sand dunes, huge dunes that look straight out of the Sahara Desert. It's kind of a a mystical place to begin with. And then the sound that it makes is the sound of gravity. You know, it's not the wind, it's not uh, other sources, it's the sound of the actual movement of the earth or the, of the dunes. And so uh, that makes it somewhat enchanting, I think. Thank you so much for sharing this with us, Kelly. It is super cool. No problem. That's our show. You can check out the rest of our series on the national parks at our website, brainson.org, or wherever you usually listen. Brains On is produced by Mark Sanchez, Sandin Totten, and Molly Bloom. Many thanks to Leslie Watley, Lauren D, and Corey Shreppel. You can see photos from more national parks on our Instagram. We're at brains underscore on. And that's our Twitter handle, too. You can also keep up with us on Facebook or by subscribing to our newsletter. You can do that at brainson.org. Thanks for listening.